the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oral Sessions. Today we have on a repeat customer. Not our first repeat customer, much to his chagrin, but we were in Chicago. We had AEW in town, and of course, for his debut, his in-ring debut, not his actual debut, I wish I was here for that, but his his in-ring debut, CM Punk joins me back on the program, came over to my Airbnb, we hung around, we shot the shit, we had dogs, we had babies, it was all happening. Um, to just pick his brain about what it's going to feel like to step back into the ring um, after seven years away. Insane. I can't even imagine what all is going through his brain. So it was cool to be able to sit down and and chat to him about all things AEW, why he decided to go there, um, what the future is looking like for him in professional wrestling, and uh, stepping in the ring with Darby Allin and Sting. Who would imagine we'd see CM Punk and Sting in the same ring in AEW? Very, very cool time. Um, But guys, let's just get into it. Here he is. Here's the man himself, Phil Brooks, CM Punk. Okay, ask me questions. It's not always smooth sailing. We've got a dog here. There was a baby here moments ago. So if it gets loud, it's going to get loud. Mm -hmm. It's a family program. I'm sure you're used to that. Yeah, constantly. New mom, congratulations on everything. Thank you. You're, you're killing it. Thanks, man. You're killing it. Nah. You're back. I'm back. Dude, you're fucking back. Let's have a therapy session. Let's just have a little cheers first. Cheers to being back and just doing cool shit. Cheers to you. We need to really <laughs> rewind here okay. very quickly because I keep getting blasted with shit on Twitter. People are like, you brought CM Punk back to wrestling. How am I responsible for this? And I just think it's funny. I'll to, take it. I just think it's funny to blame you. I don't and then, mind. Then it. I have a scapegoat. I can just I can blame you when it when it blows up and goes wrong. I can. Just yeah. What like, if it's the shits? Then then my Twitter. <laughs> my Twitter's really gonna go the other way because I was getting all these like grateful tweets of like you did it. I'm like you're right. I did. I single handedly fixed wrestling. Well, I, I think the the first wrestling thing I did since I I left was. Fox, right? Yeah. You know, so, you know, yeah, it's all your fault. I can't blame it on anybody else. I won't blame it on the people that paid me. No. I'll blame it on you. How could you? No, I didn't pay you. I I think doing- I just tried to coerce you as much as I could. I think doing the Fox show with you, um, I mean, honestly, that I hadn't spoken to you since I left, probably, right? Yeah. Um, So, rekindled a friendship, and I think was kind of like the gateway to opening up the possibility in my head that, you know, wrestling could have been an option. I don't know where in the timeline AEW kind of started or launched during like the, the whole Fox thing. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely before that because John was already doing his stuff with AEW. I'm not really sure the time frame on that either. I, my brain doesn't work like that. Because anymore. there was a show before I, I won't, I'll screw it all up. Like the Young Bucks, Omega, Cody, they did a show yes. in Chicago before AEW was, I guess, technically officially a thing. Yeah. 
I don't know where in that I was I was doing the Fox thing, but the Fox thing was too good to be true. It was great. It was because in fact people, too good to be true. Because people legitimately are like, oh, he went back to the WWE. No, I, w- I went to Fox. We got that Fox money. And like, that's what it was like so insane to me. Yeah. I was like, wait a second, really? It was fun though. It was a fun little gig that it, we had it really, It really was. And, and it's amazing the way people in the real world treat other human beings. Isn't it so eye-opening? Fox flew to Milwaukee. I was in, I was in Milwaukee. You know, yeah. they're like, we'll come to Chicago. We'll come to Milwaukee. And Jacob Spoon and Ben flew to Milwaukee. And I had a nice, it was like kind of a, a formal, but informal, you know, meeting. We ordered yeah. food and I was just, I was very adamant of guys. I don't want anything to do with them. I right. don't want to work for them. So yeah. I don't know if this is like a Trojan horse. Right. Right. Because you must feel like they're like, okay, we'll yeah. get him to come do this. And then that's the gateway to actually getting you back to signing with them. But I didn't, I didn't want that. And I, I want, I was like, I, I, I want transparency and honesty. And they were like, we have SmackDown coming to Fox. We want an analyst show yeah. as like a lead in or, you know, like whatever, just like we have a football panel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, makes sense. It's a good idea. And they're like, you're, you're the guy, you're the white whale. And I was like, well, I'm the white whale that probably has nothing good to say. <laughs> How and they're like, is it like doing they, that though. They were like, we need honesty. We're paying them a lot of money and man, we hope the show's good. And yeah. I was like, great. And I thought I was fair on yeah. the show when stuff was bad. I was like, eh, there was yeah. some stuff I liked, you know, but yeah, it was, I, I think that was the whole start of, you know, possibly the idea. It's just an idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. And working with good people, Jacob, like all, everybody at Fox is like so yeah. great. It was such a great experience working there. And like you said, it was like, it was cool for you and I to be able to rekindle a friendship. And here we are. And now CM Punk is going to wrestle this Sunday. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So before we even get into that, so I know you've been doing a bunch of media, but I still will ask you the questions that need to be asked. Why AEW? What made that make the most sense to you? And like, I have a million other questions about it. After that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory at this point. I was able to kind of just sit back and watch things unfold and you couldn't compare the two. You can compare the two, but knowing who they are, why would I go back? You must've had conversations before signing to AEW. You must've kind of had conversations on both sides of the coin, right? So that being said, <laughs> So what were your conversations with Tony like? My conversations with Tony were very relaxed and, um, were they? Cause he's a hyper guy. Yeah, but no, but, but they weren't so business oriented, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I think famously everybody thinks they know the story of like, you know, Tony having a third party, like reach out to me and be like here. And I was just like, uh, you know, the timing's not right. And guys, like I, I need, you know, stuff done like a certain way. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not saying I'm prettiest girl at the prom or anything like that, but you know, like let's, let's sit down and talk. And yeah. you know, that, that like never happened until Tony was just like, yeah, you know, like I want to sit down and talk. And I sat, I talked with him and based on things he said, I took a wait and see approach. Like he said certain things that made me go, oh, okay, I'll, I'll sit back and see if this happens. Like and what? Just a TNT deal. Um, and this is not a slight on Tony at all. This is a slight on every other person, every six months of my entire wrestling career who came around and was like, 
we got money, we got a backer, we got a yeah. money mark, brother, and we're got, <laughs> we got TV and we're going to use all the old ECW guys. We're bringing it back. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, my entire career prior to WWE literally was that every six months. Yeah. There's a guy named John Collins uh, who famously did time for bouncing checks to not Perfect. just me, but a whole bunch of guys. Yeah. So, you know, really it's just like, oh, I've heard it before and I'm not one to rush into stuff now. I'm, I'm, I'm older and I'm wiser. And so really I just kind of like took the backseat approach and, you know, to me, timing's everything. And eventually it got to the point where it was just like, man, okay, this feels right. And then the pandemic hit. And then I was just like, well, now we just have more time to sit back and wait. Well, you knew that this was going to happen that long ago. Yeah, I think so. Oh, shit. I think so. Wow. And then again, I thought coming back with no fans would have sucked. Hat is off to every single person who worked in front of nobody. To me, that's the whole juice of the art of professional wrestling yeah. is getting those people like invested. And without that there, that had to be so hard. Could you imagine not having been able to have the moment that you got to have in Chicago. I mean, that is like, I wouldn't, that al- I wouldn't have let that happen. Like, could you, like it just, it couldn't have happened. Yeah. I wouldn't have let that happen. And then there's a series of happy accidents that was just like, Oh, I'm glad we waited. I'm glad it happened this yeah. way. And timing is just everything. It was the perfect storm. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. How nervous were you going out there waiting for that music to hit? And here we go. It's been, I mean, have you seen some of the backstage footage yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. I don't know if it comes through because I definitely think there's a degree of me that's just like, play it cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. like I had, I had a couple friends with me. I had a friend, Nora. You know, another person named Nora? Nora Flanagan. I've wow. known Nora since I was 14 years old. She's, Respect to Nora. she's the number one public school teacher in Chicago. Oh, good. She's a badass. She's like, I've never seen you do any of your wrestling stuff. She's like, can I come with? I was like, yeah. She's never seen you do it? No. How's that possible? And you know what's funny about that is I met Nora because I was friends with her brother. I would wrestle in the backyard with her brother. Oh. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So- yeah. So she's like, can I come with? I was like, absolutely. And I'm so glad she did because she was, she was the den mother. You know, yeah. She's got two kids. So she was like, she saw me. She was like, come on, let's go. Let's oh go. Let's go walk God. around. Let's go walk around. You know what? You need a banana. Let's go yeah. get a banana. You yeah. know what I mean? And I would just, yeah. Okay. Thank great. You. Cause Take I would be, I'd be sitting in my room and I would just be like bouncing, you know, like, yeah. and she could, she could tell. So it was, I, I'm glad I had my support system there and everybody helped me out, but I was just pacing and I couldn't sit still. I'd go to catering, I'd eat banana, I'd get up, I'd walk around. I'd be like, oh, I want to watch this match. Dante Martin, I got to watch this kid. And then I found myself like eight seconds staring at the screen. And I'd be like, <laughs> Not paying attention. Yeah. I'd be like, like I just like zone out and be like, oh, a fly. I wasn't focused at all because I literally didn't know what I was going to say because I knew I had to go out there and hear and feel the crowd before I could formulate any kind of a thought because yeah. I knew if I planned to say something and I went out there, it would everything would go sideways. It's more anyway. pressure on you really that way to like try to map out what you want to do. I think that's the juice of the art. This is how the people are reacting. This is who's there and working towards that. Eddie Guerrero taught me a long time ago. You know, he was like, before the show starts, when they dim the lights, go out there and listen. You go out there. You have to be on the other side of the curtain and you listen. And when they dim the lights, the crowd will pop. And based on that pop, you'll be able to hear, oh, it's 80% kids. It's making me like nervous thinking about that already. Like, Oh, it's a, it's a, I hear whew. it's predominantly guys, yeah. right? You hear a lot of ladies' voices, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the screams are higher pitched. And then you can formulate what you're going to do based on that. 
if it was kids, I could get away with doing more goofy shit. Sure. If it's guys, ooh, we're going to have a fucking banger. You know what I mean? It's going to be more sports oriented. And that was just one of the things that I was taught. And what did you hear? I didn't hear shit because the instant my music hit, I heard the first riff and then oh, I, you opened the show. Duh. And then I heard a jet engine. It was on top of me and yeah. people have asked me what it feels like. And the only thing I can tell them is there's, you know, an elevated train here in Chicago, the L go stand underneath it as a double train goes by. That's what it felt like. It was loud, but I've heard loud pops before. Sure. This one it's like you felt it. I didn't just hear it. I felt it. It was on top of me. And I was just, and then I went out there and sometimes everything becomes a blur, but this time I, you see it. I calmly, like, I just get down on my knees and I'm just like, all right. Yeah. And I soak it in. I enjoy it. You see me cry and it's a total release. And I feel like I'm like being a mark right now, like living this out through you again right now. <laughs> it's, it's literally, I, I said, I, I've been doing a ton of press and yeah. I said it to somebody, I can't remember who, it was just a moment in time where I was like, I'm exactly where I need to be and everything is right. Let's go knock it out of the park. I'm excited for those fans who for the past six, seven years that have been doing the CM Punk chants during every show that comes through Chicago now got to finally get that big payoff. Like yeah. finally it's happening. You're back and to get to do it in Chicago. And ice cream bars. And the fucking ice cream bars. I heard that you footed the bill for that. Is that true? Um, yeah. How much did yeah. that cost? Uh, you don't want to know. I kind of do. I want to know how much ice cream bars You cost. don't want to know. You <laughs> don't want to know. How much was it? I'm not telling you. Come on. Will you tell me it's when the 15,000 ice cream bars. Okay. People were very happy about those. I, they needed to be. It was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect because it was right up my alley. It's very Andy Kaufman. It's milk, yeah. it's milk and cookies after a show. I've done it before, but on a much smaller scale. Like when I do conventions or you know Q and A's publicly, I, I'll bring pizza. I'll bring donuts, but I never brought fifteen thousand donuts. So Sunday, you are wrestling. How yeah. do you've been able to go out there? You got to do a promo. You got to get back into the world of wrestling. But now you got to wrestle. It's clobbering time, yeah. brother. Yep. How do you feel? Nervous. Same nerves as I felt Friday before going out there because it's a different thing. Now I got to perform and there's seven years of expectation. I feel like there's an entire generation of people out there that have maybe not seen sure. what was so neat about me. It's great to be praised. It's great to, you know, people say nice things about you. And I'm always just like, no, no, it. no, no, no. You know, I'm, I'm only human. I'm just like everybody else. You hear the bad stuff and you're like, he's not an athlete. And I'm like, all right. How do you feel actually having a match though and working with Darby so far? I mean, you've only been able to have, you know, however many interactions with Darby up till now, but why was he the perfect person for you to come back and get into a program with? When I was 15, I skateboarded. I was looking to try to find like an identity and I was, you know, opinionated punk rock kid and yeah you know, all the jocks made fun of me and stuff like that. And it's just, there's a big thing about Darby that reminds me of me back yeah. then. And if I was a kid and I saw him, he would be my favorite wrestler just yeah. because he's different. You know what I mean? It's not about- He's going to bump around like crazy. He looks different. He's got tattoos, punk rock. So yeah. it's, there, there's something there. Working with Sting. What about yeah. having Sting in AEW? What do you think about like how he's been used in AEW? Uh, how you're going to be working with him going forward? That's a situation that I never- ever thought was a possibility, right? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy who has been on top everywhere he's ever gone. And I really kind of don't know if he gets the credit for his wrestling mind. 
and it's kind of hard for him to not have a different perspective based on everybody he's worked with and everywhere he's been. I don't know if he was ever positioned as the top guy, but I feel like he was the heart and soul of WCW, especially towards the end. You know, I mean, dude was on the first Nitro, dude was on the last Nitro. I mean, he's been in main events with Ric Flair. He's worked, he's worked everybody. He's been around for so long. I just don't think he gets the credit for that. You know what I mean? I don't think he gets the credit for being a top guy because- Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he always played quote unquote second fiddle to Flair or Hogan or yeah. whatever. But man, and, and then they always had to rely on him. Yeah. Sting was always there. I like the way that he's being used in AEW. It's like it's really putting a great spotlight on him, putting him in a position to succeed. And what a great way for him to be able to like. I look at it like this and I haven't seen anybody make this comparison. It's like when Harley managed Vader in WCW. Mm-hmm where there might've been a generation of people who watched and they're like, Vader's a badass, And he's, he's, he's got that guy as his manager, but right. like Harley was a badass, and he moved into the position where he was managing. I feel like that's baby face sting yeah. right now as yeah. like the manager. He occasionally works. It's a delight to see, you know, is a guy who narrowly avoided being paralyzed and now he's still doing it. And I, and I think it's great. He doesn't got to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Thank God. He's used sparingly. And it's, to me, it's a delight because you get these, you get the, you get these really weird situations where it's, you know, it's me and it's Sting and it's Darby in a ring. And that's, I'm putting a, a, I'm putting an age on myself, but that's three generations right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's wild. I was pinching myself being in the ring with Sting. Afterwards, he was like, hey, I'm, I meant everything I said. And yeah. I was just like, super cool. I had to act like tough guy out there, but I was, you know, inside I was just like, <sighs> Okay, so who else do you really want to work with? I know when we talked before, obviously you mentioned Kenny Omega, as most people tend to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking at the roster at AEW and as it continues to grow and there's always more people being added into the mix, who do you kind of have a target on? It's a lame answer, but it's everybody. Yeah, it really is, you know, uh, but I, I think the way AEW is structured is, you know, like I CM Punk couldn't come in and immediately start wrestling Kenny Omega, right? They have wins and loss records. What do you think about that? The wins and loss records? I, I'm, I'm out on the fence about it. Like I get it, but um, it's hard to maintain. Yeah, it's hard to maintain simply because they have the YouTube shows, I think, which I think the majority of the people's records, you know, their matches and stuff. And it kind of reminds me of like Goldberg and WCW where one Nitro, he'd be like 10 and 0. And then like the next Nitro, he'd be like 25 and 0. And I'd be like, wait a second, (laughs) this guy wrestled twice a day for a week? Like what is going on? But yeah, I I, I mean, I want to wrestle John. Okay. I've never wrestled John Moxley. You have not. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I want to wrestle the Young Bucks. I got to find the right tag partner for that. Who'd you want to tag with? I mean, if we're fantasy booking, it's, uh, when's this come out? Saturday. Saturday? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you are, are we just giving away spoilers here? I don't think it's necessarily giving away spoilers. It's just, it's, it's me putting my booker hat on of all the possibilities. I would do CM Punk and the American Dragon versus the Young Bucks. Like, how do you not? Imagine you guys wrap your freaking heads around this. It's so obvious. Like, that's what you do. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I want to do really crazy 
trios matches me darby and sting against like the lucha bros and like fuego del sol (laughs) you know what i mean like make it real like weird booking generator of like wcw saturday night when like scott armstrong would tag with like silver king and you just be like fuck yeah All all right let's go Miro is like a different dude. Completely different dude. Yeah. We, I mean, he beat me up in my last match in the Royal Rumble. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like that's when he debuted. And I, Holy I was, shit. Really? Yeah. God. That was his debut. Wow. Yeah, I, completely Because I remember, I remember, gra- I remember grabbing him and being like, all right, look, man, you're debuting. What do you want to do? And he was like, I don't know. I'll get you in the corner and I'll beat you up. And I was like, no, no. I'm like biggest name in that ring. I go, you got to hit me with some big stuff yeah and he was like oh really i was like yeah i go have your moment please like get your moment get your shit in and yeah and i i he started and i left and now we're both gone we're somewhere new and it's like so he's like a different guy completely you have been um writing things on your sneakers uh we've seen a bw they came like that did they yeah cf they came like that what company makes them like that that's interesting vans those aren't your dad's shoes these are different ones <laughs> Those are actually shoes that I bought for backstage. Because he came into backstage. What were the shoes that you were wearing? Me and I don't Paige know. I was wearing running we're like, shoes. You can't wear those. Those gotta go. They're like they're actually similar to the. What are the shoes that I make fun of John for wearing? The monarchs. The fucking monarchs. Quintessential dad shoes. They have holes in them that he wears, and he just thinks that they're fine. They're terrible. Yours were a step up from that. I will give you, but. Vans now has shoes that come with initials on them. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, we'll sidestep that. Um, And I'm just going to circle back to the other day. Did you get in a little bit of trouble with either AEW or TNT for your remarks regarding the yes chance? No. No. Nobody said anything to me. Really? Yeah. Oh, great. (laughs) All right. Nobody said anything to me. What was the direction that you were given when you went out to debut? Because I know obviously you just went out and you could feel it. What all were you told to do with that time to fill? Phil? I mean, close to nothing. I think I was the one who was like, hey, just so you know, like, here's what I'm going to say. And Tony was like, I trust you. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, so you know, like, I'm not going to swear. You know, you don't got to worry about anything like that. You know, I think that's the youthful exuberance of AEW is yeah. Tony trusts people to go out there and, you know, and going forward, we'll all learn from our mistakes. If somebody gets the microphone and goes out there and Tony has trust in them and they blow it, well, that person probably won't have that freedom anymore, you know, or at least it'll get limited. But right now I I, I think that's the magic of it is, Hey, Phil, you and Sting, what what do you think of you and Sting being in the ring? What, how do you, how would you guys do that? And me sitting down with Sting and being like Sting and Sting looking at me (laughs) going, you're the promo guy and I'm going, you're staying, yeah. you know, but it, but there's a synergy and there's discussion and it's not writers in a room that don't even watch wrestling yeah. writing stuff for characters that they don't understand. So you don't have individual voices and, you know, me and Sting have an individual voice. And like, I can't tell Sting what he's going to say. Sure. Sting can't tell me what he's going to say. I don't know what Darby's going to say. You get three different generations who talk three different ways. And Tony trusts us to come up with the best possible stuff. And just talking about that segment that we did, I don't think it could have gone any better. No. Couldn't, it could not have gone better. Just to be able to have stuff feel natural and be super organic. And I think that's the thing that, a lot of people are craving in the world of wrestling is to be able to see people just go out and do the thing they do and having that trust from 
you know, whether it be Tony or from the networks or whatever. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool after your debut was when uh, AEW released the footage from the truck. Yeah, Did you see that? that was oh my so God. Cool. Wasn't that amazing? That was super cool. And like the funny thing about Hats that is to those you, people, that crew, you ask those guys, Hey, did you guys have fun? Like they're having fun yeah. in the truck. I know it sounds stressful when Tim's barking out camera numbers and you know, yeah. all that stuff, but that, I don't that's, people do that. that's, I would have a yeah, that's, that's high paced. I mean that he's done a WrestleMania with like 40 something cameras. I would literally explode. Yeah. I'd have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. 100%. But they were having fun. I think it resonates and the crowd sees that and they, they want to have that same. Fun. Yeah. How has it been um, adjusting to a new locker room? So it's a new locker room, but it's not, there's so many familiar faces. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've known Cody forever. Sandra's making tights. Jan's, right? Jan's doing makeup. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So like there's familiar faces and stuff like that. I mean, like I said, in the truck, people who have directed WrestleMania is like, yeah. I, I, I know a lot of the people behind the scenes. A lot of familiar faces, but a lot of new ones too. Some of them make me feel old, <laughs> but man, do some of them make me feel super cool. Yeah. You know, there, there's more than one conversation I've had that people were like, Hey, I just have to say that you helped me through a bad spot. People that are in the locker room have said this. Yes. Oh, that's cool. People have tattoos based on me. What? Yeah. Like Ooh. it's, I'm not saying it's a lot. Some of it's heavy. But yeah. it's all positive, you know, wow. and it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. And, you know, Shane Hagedorn, Mm-mm. Shane Hagedorn is a kid I trained at Ring of Honor. Okay. Right? Ring of Honor. He works backstage. Wow. So it's just. That's cool. It's wild, it's man. Circle. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it really, it really is crazy. And seeing all like, I mean, Serena, I saw Serena yeah. yesterday and like. With her hair. Yeah. And like, I gave Serena a big hug and she's just like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. And I was like, I'm sorry if I was ever too serious and I was a jerk, you know, like, so there's like a lot of that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of therapy going on. There's a lot of people that used to work where I used to work and we all come together and there's like, it's, it's just like, like, what does that feel like to like, it's just such a different time for you to have left the time that you had in WWE, which has obviously been very well documented yep. uh, to where you're at now and having that time, like who are you as a person walking into this? I think I'm a, a person that is is grateful that I can get back to falling in love and enjoying professional wrestling, but also knowing that I don't have to be consumed by it and so obsessed to a point of self-destruction. I can be like, whatever happens Tony, I mean, Tony already asked me if I, you know, Hey, do you have any vacations planned? So we can, you need time <laughs> off, like whatever. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I just got here. I haven't, you even, haven't even had to get on a plane yet. I haven't even taken a bump. Correct. Yeah. Or yeah. taken a bump. <laughs> Things Correct. are going Correct. really well for you right now. Yes. Yes. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> no bumps, no planes. Old Phil was just like obsessed. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, I was obsessed with wrestling and old school wrestling and, you know, got to be tough, got to finish the match and got to work hurt, got to work sick. And that's just not conducive to a healthy you, you know, like mentally, physically, like everything. Like when April came into my life, I was like, if I don't stop, I'm going to mess this up. If I don't stop, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I like me. I don't want that to be me. Sure. I would much rather be hated for having left 
than be loved for, you know, being dead and yeah. being like, oh, he's, he's, he's great. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, it, it's, it's a better all around situation. I think it's a better all around Phil. There's probably people who had bad experiences with me because I was like wrestling, you know, like, no, yeah. this is the way it's gotta be. And like, we're, we're old school and we gotta be tough. And mm-hmm. like, you know, and now I'm just like, no man, you know, what's more important than wrestling to me is that guy, Larry, my wife, maybe not in that order, but John fucking does that too. John always does. He goes, oh, I want to go home so I can be with my dogs and my wife. Yeah. Actually, now it goes with my baby, my dogs, my wife. I've taken oh, the you're, third You're like number seat. four. The fuck? <laughs> Me and Benny can share three. Bullshit. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, every, everything happens for a reason, even the bad stuff. I've, yeah. been, I've been through some bad stuff and, sure. you know, now I'm, I'm on the other side of it. And I, you know, Dreamer said it to me. He was doing Busted Open. And Dreamer's like, I want to give you your flowers while you're here, you know? And I was like, I will accept said flowers. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I will, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to take a compliment. Not you know? an easy thing to do, no, but it's good. That is a, you know. that's a good place to be and to just like accept it, come into it with like your guard down and just to be able to enjoy things. I mean, even like you said, coming out for your debut is being able to slow down and take in all of those moments. And I think that can apply to kind of everything from in the ring to backstage to You all know what's that. great about that though, too? Tony recognized what a moment that was going to be. And so there was no hit your times, make sure you do this, do that. It was literally just go. Yeah. It was very Bruce Lee. It was go be water. Yeah. And we'll shoot it and it'll, it'll be magic. So what, what else is going to happen this weekend? Um, what matches are you looking forward to, to watching to just be there as a fan in in person? You know, I, I think the pay-per-view is honestly Absolutely stacks, you know, there's uh John Moxley versus uh Kojima, John Moxley, the diaper you know? changer. He just the, stole the, a diaper beside me. I think uh Lucha, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks, I'm sure, is gonna be absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it, it's it's gonna entertain, make people mad. Oh, they're doing too much. But <laughs> I, did you see that cage? I did. Cage is like a skyscraper. Yeah, it's gigantic. I I I walked up to the Lucha Bros and I said, Amigos, just be safe. Yeah, be careful out there. And they said, We'll try. And I said, No, 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 no. Let's do. There is no try. What are some conversations you've had with uh, our friend Christian, the backstage Buddha? <laughs> I keep calling him that back there. He doesn't <laughs> like, sell okay, it. He doesn't sell it at it. all. But for, I mean, for both of you guys to be away from the ring seven years, is it seven years for both of you? Yeah. It's, was I mean, seven years. Yeah. I've never paid much attention to Christian's career, so I don't know. Mm, interesting. You know? Okay. Rude. <laughs> Rude is all hell. Sorry, oh, Jay. I love Jay. I remember getting to work in, uh, in ECW, you know, and it was kind of like under the radar because I didn't really care about that show. So me and Jay were like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Give us three segments. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's another guy that it's, it's so great. I left. I didn't have this disclosed injury, even though I was fucked up. Yeah. You know, but he obviously had like this disclosed public thing and it was like, oh, he, he can't wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but wait, there's more. And now he can. You know, I mean, it's the same with Edge. Yeah. It's like, how rad is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, nuts. I love people getting second or third acts. I think it's fantastic. I hope that our girl Paige gets one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of people with, with injuries, and she's been sort of alluding to getting stronger, and maybe her days are not done in the ring. I don't know this for any kind of fact, but I like that she's been kind of teasing it out there. And I think it just gives people a little bit of hope seeing uh, people bounce back from injuries. I mean, Daniel Bryan being another one of those guys that's been able to, to pull yes. that off. 
But have you talked to Christian just about sort of having that time away from the ring to getting now back in ring shape? Because he looks great. You're very lean. You're ready. You won't even eat pizza. I don't think I look as good as Jay. I think he's... Looks good. Yeah, he looks he's real shredded. good. He looks real good. I've yeah. never... I You know, but he's he's always been a body guy. I've never been a body guy. No, he's not. I don't know. I've never paid enough attention oh to Christian's Oh, my God. <laughs> You're such a dick. I have had a conversation with him about like, hey, there's a lot of young kids out here. And he was very sincere. Like we did a, we did a send him home happy thing and he was legit. He was just like, it's a big deal you're here. Yeah. And I, you know, no, 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 no. But, you know, we talked backstage and he's like, it's a big deal you're here. And he's like, I I think there's kids here that are super excited about me and you being here. And I think we can lead by example. And I was like, I'm I'm with you, dude. How much of that do you guys really want to like take on? I mean, looking at- you being there with Christian being there, other names that have potentially been rumored to be joining AEW, to structuring the shows and kind of, you know, not necessarily writing the shows, but kind of working on that stuff with Tony. I mean, I, I don't know how public stuff is of how the shows are put together, but it seems like everyone just kind of does their own segments, right? So based on my experience thus far, I don't think guys are doing whatever they want but everybody certainly has some sort of an input and everybody yeah. certainly has a direct line to Tony. Sure. And he's the guy who says yes or no. I think a guy like me, Christian, maybe a guy like Daniel Bryan, if... If perhaps that if, were a thing that were to happen, who knows? Who can say? You know, I, I, I think lead by example is the key there. I, yeah. I, and I, I think it's not, hey guys, this is the way to do it. It's, hey guys, there's no one way to do it. But in my experience, I think maybe this could be the best way to right. do it. Yeah. But what do you think? It, I mean, it's, it's how I handled it with Sting. Yeah. Because there's definitely respect and I'm not going to tell Sting, hey, this is what I think. But we literally sat there back and forth going, what do you think? No, what do you think? No, yeah. you tell me. No, you tell me. Okay, well, what about that? No, you know what? Oh, yeah. Hey, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. This way. Oh, wow. You know, and then, and it grows from there. Which is like great within your own segment, but that's also like you and Sting, two dudes have kind of been able to do it all. But right. then you have some of these newer guys that are less familiar with doing TV, less familiar with, um, I guess, just kind of even just following along with the show, making sure there's not a lot of the same finishes or a lot of the same what not happening in the show. Well, I think eventually, you know, we work with those guys and, you know, for better or for worse, they will feel and see the difference in experience, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think if they want to learn and they want to not get better, I'm not here to make anybody better or anything like that, but just, gain new experience and new perspective and maybe open their eyes a little bit to Mm -hmm. something different or something they didn't think of previously. I think that's kind of the idea, right? And that's the way the business has always been built. You see a lot of older guys tag with younger guys Mm -hmm. and teach them how to work. And then, I mean, that's how, that's how Arn started. You know, Arn was in Anderson and he's, he's in there with Gene and, Oli, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And he's learning from them and, you know, and now he's a coach backstage and it's just like, that's kind of the cycle of the business that I feel has been lost yeah. in other places. My perspective is I came up in a place that was a shark tank full of bullies that were protecting their spot. And it wasn't about what was good or bad or right or wrong. It was, 
what I did was always bad and it was always wrong. And there were people who ran the show who told me to my face, I don't get it. And I would just be like, well, what the fuck are we doing? You know, yeah. like, cause if I'm in developmental and to liken it to playing triple a ball, I want to make it to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. And if I'm hitting home runs, I'm the home run King in, in triple a ball. And I get called up to the major leagues and the guy on the team with the most home runs tells the hitting coach and the bench coach and the manager, that guy sucks. You know, it's just like, well, oh, we don't want to just win games. So I, I, I came up around a lot of that, but I also think that's what made me a cycle breaker. Kofi's first day on the road, I was like, hey man, you're riding with me. And he was just like, Okay, great. Yeah. You know, because I got there and I I was I was picked I was already a grown ass man and I had yeah. these other grown ass men like picking on me and I was like, why is this like high school? Yeah. Like what what like I get it, but who hurt you? Why is it like this? But that's the culture. That's what sure. they that's what they want. We yeah. we want you guys to fight and we want you to want his spot. And I, yeah. I never wanted anybody's spot. I wanted my own spot. They would always bum me out when I would be sitting in production meetings and seeing like someone's name get brought up. And it's if a certain person gives it an eye roll, you know, that person's getting buried. They're not going to be doing their shit much longer. How and many it's times? so fucking sad. So when I got over, quote unquote, so mm-hmm. to speak, there was very much was a contingent that was like, he's one of us now. Watch us bury everybody. And I would be going, nah, man, that sucks. That's not cool. That's not cool. And they would all be like, yeah. Oh, you're fucking with somebody's like life work. I love Jim. I do. But I I think too often there's, I don't get it, get it off TV. And I'm like, I don't get it. I've used Orange Cassidy, who I think um, at dinner the other night ate my sea bass. So the hell, man. So there's real heat there. Wow. But that's a thing that I look at and I go, all right, I don't get it. But I listen to the people and they react to them and they like them. So I'm just like, Fuck yeah. yeah. Why would we throw that? Sell why would that we much. throw that in the garbage? Yep. And it just reminds me of when I showed up there and those same people were like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, you're, you're 65 and you're racist. So <laughs> it's not for I you. guess, I guess I'm super stoked that I'm not yeah. for you and you don't get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, it's not, it's not for me to get, it's for the audience mm-hmm. to get. You know, and I, and I think that culture for way too long has generated this opinion that is just parroted by fans. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, draw your own conclusion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like stuff because somebody else likes it. I like what I like. Mm-hmm. And if somebody else doesn't like it, that doesn't influence my opinion yeah. on that either way. Yeah. A lot of people's brains, I think, just sometimes maybe don't work like that and they want well, they, to. They, yeah. If it's popular, then it's popular and, yeah. it, and it's cool to them whether yeah. they like it or not. I saw that one of the reasons that you wanted to sign with AEW was because of the way of the handling of everything backstage to it not being leaked out about Brody Lee when he was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's self-explanatory. You know, I, I think everybody always talks about the business and how it's a, it's a family mm-hmm. and that, that's, that's never, you know, that's never, I, I think that's just a naive way to look at it because there's people in charge that, that don't give a shit. And this was a breath of fresh air. It was a, a, a horrible, horrible situation. There's just something to be said about not running to the dirt sheets. Yeah. Oh, I have a nugget of information and whatever, I don't know, whatever high you get from being somebody in the know yeah, and talking about stuff that really is nobody else's business. Everybody just kept their mouth shut 
for, you know, as a request from, you know, somebody who unfortunately, you know, became a widow. I look at that and it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen if it was anywhere else. Yeah. And I go, that's neat. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's nobody's, it's nobody's business. I understand people like to see how the sausage is made and they're into the, the backstage salacious stuff, Mm -hmm. but the shit was nobody's business. Yeah, it was nice to see people just and, actually be And to forward. see to see it protected. It made me think, well, maybe, you know, maybe there's maybe there's hope. Do you have a Brody Lee story? I remember fondly like our mutual love for like all Japan early to late nineties all Japan main events, right? Mm-hmm. To me, that was some of the best wrestling of all time. King's Road, All Japan, giant Baba shit. I can't remember maybe Bray got hurt. So the main event turned into on this hot show. That was BW from your shoes, yeah? No, it was Brad Weimer. Oh, from check. Fox. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. You know Brad. Just checking. You know Brad. I know Brad. Just a little shout out to Brad. <laughs> I got to work Brody on house shows and we were the main event. And he was literally, I remember he'd come up to me and he was literally like, What do you want to do? And I just looked at him and I went, All Japan 93, brother. <laughs> I was like, We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. And he was nervous. He was like, They're not going to let us do that. And I was yeah. like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And it was just, uh, so it, I, I have those memories. Uh, I, you must have talked shit to him about the Leafs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like on my phone, I still have all those texts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I look back at them and I'm just like, Man, almost makes me want to see the Leafs win. But this I year, don't. This year, but they, I, they went far this but year. But I don't want to see the Leafs win. Calm down a little bit. I did a whole uh, uh, a European tour with uh, with uh, it was it was me and and Daniel Bryan against uh, Brody and um, Redbeard with yeah. with Bray as their their manager, and I I was fully concussed the whole tour. Oh. I was sick. I was dry heaving. Like I was I was sick. And dude, dude took care of me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, I owe him one. I think about him coming back and just being like, I'm fortunate. I'm still here. So let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Make the most of your time out there. And I really like seeing this version of you going into it and just being excited to be there and not having to, uh, be that wrestling obsessed. And you can just like enjoy those moments. It doesn't feel like a fight. Yeah. It always, everything, everything. We're on the same team. Everything was a fight before. It, and the only time I was happy was when I was in the ring because I had no boss. Yeah. I could literally do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. That was it. I was in charge and I had fun. And then the match would be over and it would be back to a fight. It's not a fight. And I'm excited to see where this abundance of creativity leads. You know? Yeah. I, I think it's, it, it's like, tone out the negativity and just focus on the positive stuff. And mm-hmm. let's, let's entertain the people that are in the building. And I just think that'll grow the audience. It's all happening. I mean, this Sunday you will be stepping into the ring mm. yet again. It is going to be clobbering time. We got the living color music. Yeah. Tony's good for that. Huh? Yes. How did that work out? How did, I how did you pull him. that off? I, I, well, actually, um, I, w- I was, I was waiting cause I, I was hush hush on everything. Yeah. And then they called me and they're like, Hey, somebody's trying to get the rights to the music. And if it's you cool, if it's not, <laughs> if it's, if it's not, they can fuck off. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, it's, I, it's my guys, <laughs> I, was like, I go, yeah. Saddle up, boys. Yeah. We're rolling. So exciting. I cannot wait to be there to see this. I'm glad you're going to be there. Uh, me too. I'm like beaming about it. I'm so excited to see this. I can't believe that 
this is actually happening that we get to see CM Punk back in a ring wrestling. I truly was not sure if it was ever going to happen again. I mean, I would always kind of like poke and prod here and there and never really knew it was going to happen. But now that it's actually here, it's cool as all hell. Mm -hmm. Could not be more excited for you. Get to do it here in Chicago. We get to be in person. Get to do this show. I don't know um, if Nora's coming to that show, so you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to be the mom. No, no, you're not, not oh. your Nora, my Nora. Oh, you're Nora. Yeah, you're gonna have to be mom with, okay. with banana I'll backstage because I'm gonna be freaking out. <laughs> I'll bring you a banana. I will bring a not Jets pizza. I'll um, bring something better. I might maybe. be eating pizza Sunday. Yeah, so. definitely. Celebrate. Well, Thanks for coming to hang out. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for thanks for dealing with Larry. He's he's loving it. He's Larry is eating so many snacks right now. Larry's Larry is eating an entire ham. Your dog's gonna shit your house. Yeah, later. I know. He's Great. gonna shit the house. Thanks, Emilio. Dude, Sunday is going down. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to watch it all happen. I'll bring you a banana. We're doing it. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you, Renee. A big thank you to Punk for coming to hang out with me. I always appreciate him. Uh taking the time to be on the podcast he was on like episode number three of the show when we first started helped to kind of give the show a little boost a little send off as we were starting things off right um so yeah cool to have him on here so amazing that he is going to be back in the ring cm punk is back in wrestling i cannot believe that these are words that i'm saying so cool cannot wait to see what's going to happen uh sunday at all out it's all out right it is all out i always forget the names of the pay-per-view AEW is all out guys this has been Oral Sessions thanks for hanging out make sure to check out the YouTube page search uh, Renee Paquette and you'll find it there like subscribe all of those things turn on your notifications follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Renee Paquette and follow at The Volume Sports for all things The Volume talk to you guys later bye bye